go to the calendar. It's calendar time. Calendar time for Buddy. Okay, you working tomorrow? Yeah. Mm. No, yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the movie calendar, and Happy New Year. Happy My New name year. is Lee. I'm Terrence. And we are here to talk about the sequel to Kill Bill Volume 1. Wait, let me guess what it's called. Kill Bill Volume 2. Nailed it. Well, I'm glad that Terence has seen the film this week. It's going to make the discussion a whole lot better. I've watched the films all the time. I fell asleep during Kill Bill 1 because I was dead, dead, dead tired. Not yes. because it was boring. It was I an exhaustion couldn't. thing. Yeah, but not through watching the film. I wasn't exhausted because I was watching the film. I was already exhausted and then decided to watch the film and didn't have the legs to carry through it and fell asleep through one of the most pivotal fight scenes in cinematic history. I don't think that anyone would argue with you if you were like, you collapsed from exhaustion from watching Kill Bill Volume 1 because it... It, oh, yeah. it can be quite exhausting. Yeah. Very different to this film. Oh, yeah. Very different pace. Yeah. Much calmer. Oh, yeah. I'm exhausted already thinking about it. <laughs> but yes, I watch this. I watch all the films that we do. <laughs> I know. I watch all the films. I watched it a few days ago, this one, but it had been years since I'd seen it already. Yeah. Since I'd seen it before. You know what I mean? But what a refreshing film to watch. I think Kill Bill has kind of like Pulp Fiction, kind of like Reservoir Dogs. Dogs, dag, dogs, dogs has a. Dags. Um, you like dags? Yeah, I'm channeling Brad Pitt. Often, like, <laughs> if I could be part of Brad, I will. I will be any part. I'll be that part. <laughs> what um, part of Brad Pitt do you want to be, Terence? The cool accent that he does in Snatch. Oh yes, of course. Me too. <laughs> I'll be that. Um, but this was refreshing for me in a way that it didn't feel like I was walking into the mood that I know that I'm going to be in to watch Reservoir Dogs or to watch Pulp Fiction or to watch Kill Bill 1. Yep. Maybe it was the distance between when I'd last watched it and when I'd seen it recently. It was extremely refreshing. Yeah. Pace was toned. It was just... I don't know. Yeah, sorry. I th- no, no, you're good. I think um, yeah, I think it's a really nice companion piece yeah. to Volume 1. While also standing alone as its own film, like you could just... If you're in the mood for it, you could easily just sit down and watch this movie. Yeah. Like if you're after a little bit of Tarantino, if you're after a little bit of... Um, the kung fu flick but you don't want the intensity of volume one you could mm. just you could just pop this on and listen to Bill uh, Carradine no David Carradine his character's <laughs> name is Bill uh, just tell stories all day which uh, I would love to do oh man what a voice incredible what a soothing I think I sound a lot like him right now uh, no nah, it's alright you don't have to embarrass yourself by agreeing with me it's you're fine. giving it a red hot go I my voice again is going I don't know why I was talking a lot today um, it's the holidays. But how cool is his voice yeah. in his scenes that we're going to talk about? Yeah. We've, oh. we've kind of just jumped straight into it without any kind of yeah. uh, the usual banter that you come and uh, you come here for and that you love every single week. <laughs> Sorry um, about that but usual no, banter. We're, we are kind of expecting that everyone who has come here has come from the Kilba Volume 1 episode. If you haven't, hi, welcome. Uh, I hope you're uh, enjoying the show so far. Uh, we are going to get into Kill Bill Volume 2. Uh, we're going to go through it in chapters like we did with Volume 1 last week. Um, yeah, so from chapter, what would it be, 6 to last? Chapter 6 to last. Yeah, because it's last chapter, not yes. chapter 10. Which I love about how... The, no, we'll talk about that soon. What else do people need to know? We're going to speak about this as if you've seen it. Yeah, so full spoilers ahead. Um, we've got some regular segments that we have contributions for. So our hashtag, what about whens, um, as well as uh, adding the film to the movie calendar at the end of the episode, which we have a contribution for. And we are so excited to announce this one because it is a date that we didn't think of. Nope. And 
it blew our minds. So please make sure you stick around for that because it's going to be amazing. Time codes are in the description below. If you would like to contribute, the best ways to do it are through Twitter and Instagram. We are at the movie cal everywhere. We also have an email, the movie calendar. No, the movie cal at gmail.com and yep. the website is the movie calendar.com. It's on the screen. You would it's, have seen it. You've seen it. Go look um, in the links. Yeah. If Google you are us. checking us out on YouTube, um, please give us a, a subscribe if you haven't done that yet. Uh, and if you aren't aware, we have it as audio format only as well on your favorite podcast app of choice. Yes. There are a few podcast apps I've discovered that don't have it. I've discovered. There are many. If, you've, if you use one, you're on YouTube and you're watching and you think, you know what, I'm going to jump on my app. If we're not there, let us know. Contact us and we'll see yeah. if we can get it on that platform as if well. It's not, if it's not there, then, then change your, your podcast app of choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. No, no. Live your life. Do what you want. Live your best life. As long as you're listening or watching the movie calendar. As well. Yes. Good for long drives. I know. We're rounding off our director December. Mm. Fourth film by Quentin Tarantino. Fourth episode for Quentin Tarantino films for December. Yes. Very interestingly that to mention that this film is counted as his fourth film. As uh, Lee has mentioned in... The episode we did about Kill Bill 1, why that is. So, Quentin classes these two films as a single project. Yeah. Well, they were initially as... If you've come here from Volume 1, you know this already. But if you haven't, very, very quickly, um, it was designed to be one film. And they started the production intending it to be one film. And then late, late, late into the process, it was split up into two uh, and separated out about, yeah, seven or eight months um, Mm. of of a release date. I think it works perfectly well as two separate films. I think it might be a bit much as one sitting. There is an edit of it, of uh, of the whole bloody affair. That'd be so good to watch. Great name. I would love that too, yeah. Apparently there's added scenes in it as well. and more. Apparently there's more animation, which we loved so oh. much from Volume 1. Oh. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I would love to go to the Beverly um, and uh, and watch it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be... Uh, that would be uh, unbelievable if the animated scenes are extended. Yeah. Especially since... Uh, I don't want to mention it in this episode because if you haven't or if you didn't know that cool little thing about the episode, sorry, about the animation and how that relates to the um, story. the characters in the story, go watch our episode and you'll find out because my head literally exploded. Yeah, that was so much fun to watch back. <laughs> that Lee, uh, Lee gave me. I didn't do anything special in the edit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of doing some cool head rumbles and everything. No, it was too much. But it was just an unbelievable... It's easier learn. when it was split screen. I And watching watching Kill Bill Volume 2, knowing that piece, every time I saw a certain person, I just saw that. I, I, you'll know what I mean. Go back, watch that episode. People uh, are so did. confused if they haven't I, watched that one. I hope you are. It'll draw you back in. Have a look. <laughs> I don't know where it sits in the time code, but it's a cool little nugget. Yeah. And Lee is full of it. Full of them. I'm full of nuggets. <laughs> I'm, I'm full both. of interesting information nuggets. I am both full of information <laughs> nuggets and full of it. Um, I think they missed a trick not calling this one Kill Bill Volume 2 Electric Boogaloo, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the jokes to me. It's fine. You drink your water while I recover the audience from that one. I think you're recovering from the amazing joke that I just made. Meh. But no, I'm Meh. so excited that we can finally say, without any editing required... Beatrix Kiddo. Oh, yes. <laughs> Beatrix Kiddo. Beatrix Kiddo. Yes. <laughs> How many times did you have to edit it out? Only three or four. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was more than that. No, it was no, quite no. a few. Because we did, we did speak about her as the bride. Yeah, quite a, a lot. number of times. Um, 
and Uma's character. I, no, I don't I think we just said the bride. We pretty much just said the bride, but anytime we kind of dropped a, a Beatrix kiddo, uh, yeah, Terrence, yeah, Terrence went through mercifully and uh, and beat it out in the same. Yeah. Was it the same beat tone as what it is in the film? It's, well, it's, it's very the same, similar. It's, it's the, the same. Ro- it's the royalty tone. free one. It's the same beep tone I've used in every episode that we've made that we've had to beep. Yeah, something because it's it sounds different to the Scott Pilgrim one. Oh, it's the same one. No, it's oh no, but like I mean, in the oh, film. in the fi- yeah, no, yeah. I haven't used the same beeps. I don't yeah. know. I think they just use a, a twelve decibel bar. I would have thought that anyway. Yeah, for those editors, you know what I'm talking about. But no, about. we are. And if I'm saying wrong <laughs> stuff, send me a link to what is correct. Yeah, comment, comment below. Um, <laughs> feel free to interact. We would love that. Yeah, uh, but no, we are very excited to jump into this. So before this film kicks into its chapters, uh, there's a little prelude. Mm. which has the bride in the car driving to her final destination, staring straight into the camera, yep. telling us what's happening. I've just realized that I'm wearing a Band-Aid. Whoops. Yeah, I, I noticed that earlier. What is that? It's the same color as your watch band too. Very trendy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was on purpose. Very on trend. Yeah. Do you watch that? Uh, do you wear that watch band when you're cooking? So you know if the watch has fallen into your food, it's bright blue. Yeah, no. So it's, in, case I, in case I do cut myself when I'm cooking, I can wear a matching <laughs> matching Band-Aid. I'm always, always <laughs> ready for it. The preemptive band. Is it a Band-Aid or is it tape? No, it's a Band-Aid. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you're okay, Lee. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. My finger's holding up quite well. While we're on the topic, my finger looks badly injured. Yeah. We've- blood blistered, but it's not. My daughter got a, uh, a gift of nail polish and <laughs> I allowed my... My fingernail is a bit of a test. Like a good father. Yeah. It's all right. I taught her well. I taught her how to use it properly, I think. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, just if you good. see it, if I'm you see not it, hurt. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. We're, both he of is us hurt. are fine. We're all fine. Physically, we're fine. Emotionally, we're holding it together. It's the end of 2020. What can you do? I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I'm fine. Yeah, sure. I'm fine. There's a mirror over there and I can see that I am fine. Let's keep talking about the film. So, straight up front yeah, the, shot in the, the car. The prelude. Um... For those, it's it's almost like a uh, last week on Kill Bill Volume One. Yeah, a recap. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice just seeing her uh, getting into. You know, I've I've just one more left, one more place to go. Like she really builds it up mm. and to the and when I get arrive at my destination, I am gonna kill Bill. Mm. And then music comes in Huzzah. and the title comes on and yeah, yeah, it's just awesome. It's really almost tongue-in-cheek the way he does oh, it. Very much like, so. But that's also like the stylings of Tarantino where. He's allowed to. He very much steps outside of the film world to let the audience know, here's where we are. This is it. Yeah, it's he's part of the technique. Just using all of the tools that he's got hmm. and on his belt. And then at this point, there is so many. And he's flexing in this film as well. Like as we mentioned last week, uh, he, he gets to play with styles in this film that he hadn't done before. Yeah. Um, and this one, I think even more so than, than last, whereas volume one is very you know, heightened reality and, and really over-the-top violence and fight scenes. And whereas, yeah, whilst this one is toned down, he's still playing with those cinematic techniques that are just, like, purely there that you can only use in the storytelling medium that is cinema. Yeah, the, the Kill Bill Volume 1 is an action film. Uh, this one, he really gets to play with his storytelling... Yeah, drama. ...capabilities, his drama, his switching up of genres where his fight scenes are still incredible, incredible fight scenes, but he just pushes to that next level that I've not seen. And a lot of people haven't seen the grotesque things that you see in this such an iconic bit, which we're going to talk about. Definitely. What about wins? Yep. 
But and I'm, I've got another what about when with the fight scenes. But yeah, just switching it up and going into a whole chapter which is drama based. Really, really great to see him flex this. You know, the story holds up. Yeah, it, it, it feels like he's playing. Like he's he's just having the time he's of his life. He's li- yeah. he, it feels like an experimental film yeah. for him. Like he obviously draws from so many different areas of. Um, of cinema that he just knows and loves so well but he's yeah putting his own spin on it which is really cool to see we'll jump into chapter six yeah. if that's okay with yeah, you let's go. Um, so chapter six is the massacre at two pines where we learn that uh the the horrible atrocities that occurred didn't occur during a wedding at all it was the rehearsal it was a wedding rehearsal yeah which is a fun little twist so we get to see some friends in there and we meet the reverend and the reverend's wife and one of your favorite characters in the film who was a very small part I don't remember his name. Rufus. Rufus, the pianist. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, so cool. So cool. I was watching it back. I'm going, oh, that's, that's Sam Jackson. Did you know he's in a lot of other Tarantino <laughs> Like every other Tarantino <laughs> film. It was so cool. I just, I just had that sense of, oh, there's someone here I know. Yeah. How cool is it, man? I wanted to look at him and just kind of give him a thumbs up. Like, yeah, I see you there. I yeah. see you there. So cool. And when he mentions the bands that have come through... Yeah. I didn't realize if they've, he if they've come through Texas, I've played with them. I didn't realize he was talking about the Drifters. Yeah, I didn't realize he was talking about bands. I think I was just too. You thought he was saying that he, he was, was in a Kill Bill film? Yeah, I thought he was yeah. a Drifter, and then I recognized the Bar Keys. Yeah, I thought, hang on, that was a cool band. I didn't even trick, uh, trigger that he was talking about other bands, but very cool, cool character. I love that he just smoked that whole time. Yeah, and he was just constantly lost in this cloud of of his own smoke he's like a, an ethereal person. character like he, like he wasn't really like he's not a real person like he's no just, one is that cool just uh, just so cool I want yeah. him at my at my wedding <laughs> I am I am next married <laughs> at my renewing of the vows oh very is good he, it is? yeah you saved it the yeah. renewing of the vows I well, will then. have him It'd be cool. So well you, well, you can't because spoilers. He gets bullet ridden, <laughs> yeah. as does everybody else in that church. Yeah. But no, we get to. Um, so this is the introduction of Bill. <laughs> so we've heard his voice, we've seen his hands, uh, but we haven't actually seen his face, and we get to yeah. witness the face behind the voice, and it is none other than the incredible David Carradine, which we knew obviously because he's credited. Yeah. But it just yeah, hearing the flute. That's and the bride it, yes. recognizing it before walking outside and having this just incredibly intense, T- yeah, tense, but also sweet scene between the two of them. Like you can tell that they've got so much history yeah. behind these two characters. Like they have known each other for years. Like it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like there's a performance happening here. It feels like real life. And there's this really touching feeling of him giving permission for this union to go ahead Mm. you know this is the great build-in that makes this whole tragedy so much more heightened it's already hugely heightened but when you realize this was what led into it just the the sheer and utter betrayal of of him and it's such a spoiled sport yeah like tarantino (laughs) knows how to do tension Mm. really well and this is like such a good example that I think the best example of it is in the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. Mm. The tension in that scene is, and we will absolutely yeah. talk about that yeah, film at to. some point because that's I'd love to. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but here, because he knows the audience knows what happens, 
we know there's a massacre. The chapter is literally called a massacre. We have seen it already. Mm-hmm. And so the build up towards it, where Bill is kind of being charming and nice and uh, and charming. I said charming already, didn't I? <laughs> you did, but he is worthy of two charming right? exactly. split up in a sentence. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know how to words properly. Yeah, me too. I have to listen to them. And, uh, and so because you know it's coming, he can play with this, yeah, these character tropes of, of, uh, of these niceties from this this person who you know is about to to yeah set off on all of these horrible murders and it's just it's just tense the whole thing just there's just an unrelenting tension in the air what's interesting is how it's a really great story writing technique and storytelling technique to start with one of the most climactic points in a person's story or life and continue the rest of the story explaining how they got to that point and how they got past that point. And he did that in Kill Bill Volume 1. You open on the bloodied bride. And in Kill Bill Volume 2, it's it's almost the same thing, but it takes you only a few minutes before that point. Yep. Uh, it's all still in black and white. All black and white. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. But it's all about that same moment. He's chosen the same moment for both films where both are around the same thing but you get a little bit more you get the other side of the coin in volume two but i just find it amazing that he's chosen that same point for both of them it's the same story yeah it's peek behind the curtain and i wonder if he if it's written this way if it were to be one film with the intention of it being one film or if at the decision to cut it into two if he's had to quickly jumble a few things to make the second film just that more attractive to watch as as an individual film I'd say there would I mean? probably have been slight tweaking when they learned yeah. it was going to be two films, but I would say that this scene would have always been in there, mm. um, as as because it, purely because it is such an excellent introduction to Bill. Yeah, yeah. Like as just this monster of a human being. Yet um, had to have been lovable at some point. Y- yeah. Yes. Exactly. You have to be able to believe the relationship enough yeah. that which makes yeah again the atrocities occur even more horrific. Because they genuinely did love each other. They had this life together. And then for him to do that, and the bride says it later on, where, did I know that you would and could do those things? Yes. Did I think you could do them to me? Absolutely not. Mm. And she was 100% wrong. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that scene as yeah. well. So we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. But that scene, beautiful black and white. I love the heavy lighting. Top lit. Yeah, you just get this incredible contrast. He uses that a lot in this film with the overly exposed Sharp, yeah. um, areas with with fire, with the storytelling later on. You know, <sighs> where that where that you get this blurred effect because of the the brightness of the light. You know, just its intensity. That whole scene is so beautifully shot. I love the innocence of the friends. They're all there having a great time. Yep thinks it's his it's, he thinks it's it's her father yeah uh, how you doing and he just plays along so quickly oh, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. the the line reading when he's talking to um to tommy plimpton where <laughs> he is um he's like oh isn't it supposed to be bad luck to see the bride in a wedding dress yeah before the wedding and he's just like well i like to live dangerously like the look on bill's face and the <sighs> smirk that he has like there is decades of history in that smile alone and then the response of I know just what you mean like it's just it's so incredibly well delivered that oh that whole moment is just incredible yeah well great scene great way to open 
Yeah. Great then, last shot. Yeah, that yeah. pulling out of pulling the scene from- and then up into this really over. Yeah, and you just, see the four you see him walk wipers, in. and you don't. And again, we don't need to see it. Yeah, we've already, we already know what cameras happens. out. You just see the the yeah. flash bulbs. It's kind of like the heist in Reservoir Dogs. Like you don't yeah. need to see it to know what happens. You get the story without it. You know the before, and you know the after. Mm. You don't need to see the event occur. Yeah, we're outside the chapel. We weren't there. We know what yeah, happens. We don't need to see it. We could and very have easily have shown it. Well, it'd be really expensive. <laughs> well, well. They, they had the money. They <laughs> were, they, at this point in time, they had they the money. Tarantino it. had it. He really does know when to pull back, Yeah, when to be reserved, when to do it for the sake of the story. Yeah. And absolutely, this was awesome. And at the end of this scene, we before we move on to The Lonely Grave of Paula Schultz in chapter, chapter 7, yeah. um, we meet Bud. Mm. which we caught a glimpse of at the end of of the previous the film. film yeah um and yeah we get a, a we get an, a fun little bit of banter between those two we don't realize that they're brothers yet no we just think that they're colleagues or whatever we only realize it when we see the engraving on the sword right yes yeah is when yeah to my brother the only man brother, the, yeah, only i've ever, ever loved yeah yeah no i think we learn it we learn it when he calls l after he's captured the cowgirl that ain't never been caught. Yeah. And she, and she answers the phone and goes, Bill, wrong brother. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's where you go. What? You're like, oh, hang on. Hang what on. was that? And then it turns yeah. into that riddle. The, a, a father walks into the the doctor's emergency room with the child and yeah. who's the doctor? Yeah, I had that moment. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Family what's, relations houses. What's work? happening here? Yeah. yeah. Is Elder sister? So we know that... Um, oh, gosh, I hope not. That's weird. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, a little bit of yeah. No, no, th- no. Mean? Thank you. No, okay. uh, no. no I, I really enjoy that scene because it's it's so funny, and Michael Madsen is just incredible. You're talking about the conversation outside the trailer, yeah. With with Bill, he's like, I know this is a ridiculous question before I ask it, but any chance you've been keeping up with your sword play? He's like, Oh no, I I hocked that years oh. ago. <laughs> so you, you sold a Hattori Hanzo sword. <laughs> It was priceless. <laughs> Not in El Paso. I you know, going out here, I got me 250 <laughs> bucks for it. Oh, like again, building into the mythology of this sword that we'd learned mm. from the previous film. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. I, I love that they kept the mythology going through because I actually thought this was more of a, like a Western uh, at the beginning anyway. Yeah. Very you know, Sergio Leone. In the desert. I don't know that reference. I'm guessing a director of Western films. I can piece things together. I'm good at puzzles. Smart. Uh, and I'm smart. You heard it here first. Lee said I'm smart, everybody. I'm pretty sure I said I'm smart. I'm going to freeze frame it and replay it. And <laughs> For yourself. Write subtitles. Wear headphones. With arrows pointing oh, to Lee no. saying, Terrence is smart. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a Western, but with swordplay. Uh, great. So early on to bring it back in, to bring it into the minds of the viewers. It was a year between releases, right? Around a year? Yeah, seven or eight months, I think. So to bring that back in it's still all about this we're we're being told the second part of the story but it is the one story brilliant i love that they ended with bud i love that they pretty much second scene was was shot with bud yep and bill talking to bud i thought yep. that was huge I'm like, what, wait that's bill he's the guy why is he there talking to this dude yeah just want, i just want to warn you that she's she's coming and <sighs> she's gonna kill you and they do an incredible setup and i was going to talk about this at the end mm where this film sets up so many fights that don't happen, Ooh. which is such a nice kind of expectation subversion. They do it in the first one as well, 
where she goes to see um, Vivica A. Fox's character. Yeah. Um, uh, the the Bell Residence. Yeah. And and she's like, if, if how about we how about tonight we dress all in black. Um, we have ourselves a knife yeah. fight like you think oh cool this is going to be epic they do it here as well it's like if she wants to start a fight all she has to do is come down to the club and start a fight and that's it and so you think that it's going to happen in the in the club which we yeah. see uh, in the in the next chapter and yeah and, and it happens there's a like a the private hacienda has a beach and it's moonlight and we or we could get up at sunrise and like real life yeah. samurais like old school but not like they never happen all of the fights that they describe never occur all of the fights go differently yeah they set up these classic showdowns yeah they and never when occur. they're when they're not set up ooh, yes. like in one with oren the snow the garden yeah I never thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah, it's amazing, and they are all throughout um, these yeah, these cool. films, which is uh, yeah, which is fine. But no, we'll move into into chapter seven, the lonely grave of Paula Schultz or Schultz. Mm-hmm. It does say it. They say it both ways. It's 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 written Schultz, but they say Schultz. So it goes L Z. Yes, at the end. I think with German languages, Z is pronounced as if it's T S. So it's Schultz. Ah. I think you'd be you'd be forgiven for saying Schultz. Unless Schultz. you hear the owner of that name pronouncing the, the name differently. Cool. Well, we'll go with Schultz because that's what they say in the film. I think so. I'm not a German speaker fluently, but there's a little bit of that in my history. I mean, Paula Schultz is dead, so whatever. She's <laughs> she's not going to come for us. And she's, she's a fictional character. What's the what's the term called when a grave has been exhumed? Exhumed, yeah. She's been exhumed. Uh, I realized in a shot you see you her see the skeleton. decaying body yeah. in this upturned <laughs> coffin. Yeah, Such respect it, for the dead. It was a yeah, it was a grave. Yeah, I didn't. I realized it right towards the end of that shot, and I'm like, wait, yeah. there she is in the back. <gasps> yeah. So this this chapter is great. So I love getting a little bit of a peek into Bud's horrible messed life. Up. Yeah, it's just messed up life, messed up mind. I think. Do you think he's kind of doing it to himself? as as kind of like a torture thing because of the yeah. horrible things that he's done in his life like he's trying to yeah possibly to pay for his is it penance yeah it could be it's it's his the torment that he's living through people deal with it in different ways i think it's him it's escape he's gone he's trying to get out of the off life grid he doesn't want anything to do with that life anymore he hasn't kept up his sword play he's feigning that he's sold the sword he yep. wants to let people know he doesn't want anything of that anymore yeah, I think there's torment going on in this kid. This kid. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw that around. But he's he's a troubled soul, and he is messed up yeah. by the way that he tortures and gets his jollies out of oh, yeah. hurting people and yeah, causing painful destru- destruction too. Yeah, but I, I love I love seeing him at work where he rocks up to the the strip club where he works. And there's no one there. Like, it's obviously this just dive of a place that no one goes to. It's probably like a weekday or mm. or what. I think it's a Tuesday night. I think if we look at the uh. calendar that appears in this film that would have played over the, the flicker at the at the opening, we were so there's excited a that a there was a, a whole scene built around a calendar in this chapter. And I, for one, could not be more excited. Oh, so good. There is another movie we've done that has a, an actual calendar reference. Yeah, but not like a scene built no, around scene. the calendar. Not a scene. Oh, it yeah, was, yeah, it's very it exciting. Was, it was so cool. <laughs> the things that make us excited. The little things in life. People enjoy them. Stop laughing at us. <laughs> Laugh with us. And don't skip going, they're boring, they're boring. This is interesting stuff, people. Yeah, exactly. We've written this script. We spent hours working this out. Yeah, it was written by a cat. Look at my notes. Don't, That's don't. about it. 
Um, He's reading them. I will show you my notes. I have separate notes. <laughs> yes. I want to just go on record and say <laughs> that my notes are separate. Share a phone. Here, write your note on my thing. But yeah, him, share them on him the strolling up to work just super late and his boss just having nothing but contempt for he's given up <laughs> on life yeah he's, he's like i don't know what car wash you worked out that let you stroll in 20 minutes late but it wasn't owned by me and i own a car wash it that that scene is so important because it shows how he doesn't care anymore yeah he doesn't care he's he's one of the deadliest people on the face of the earth literally and he doesn't care he's gonna let this boss just totally take him out yeah take with, advantage of him yeah just insult him here yell care. at him he must wear be, his hat yeah oh the hat scene care about anything. I have a, a fun little uh, piece of trivia about the hat scene apparently okay. uh, Tarantino specifically wrote that scene because Michael Madsen on set would just wear a hat that Tarantino hated <laughs> and he continuously would ask him to take it off to the point where he, he wouldn't <laughs> and so he just stopped asking and so he specifically wrote this scene where he would have to remove the hat from his head <laughs> just as a, as a punishment uh, which I think is just a petty yes but be glorious and uh, and well done tarantino so yeah that's it's such a fun scene another reason i love watching these films with with directors that have worked with actors <laughs> for so repeatedly long. that they have this rapport that they play with each other like this enough to affect the script yeah because they'd have such a long relationship and such respect and such such joy with working with each other just to know that it's very very cool yeah it's and fun. the way he takes it off he's like yeah it's like oh fine yeah go home until i call you (laughs) first do the job what's the one of the girl's names she's got a job for you to do rocket first rocket's got something for you to do yeah yeah the the toilet's all blocked up again there's water (laughs) on yeah the last crappy water the last insult to add insult to injury he's like all right i'll do it but yeah he just he just does it does his job he obviously wants an out because when he he ends up capturing the bride in the in the the next scene where she oh god she's hiding underneath the trailer and he gets home and she comes on out and like kicks open the door with a sword ready to go and there's just a shotgun facing her oh it's so harrowing boom explode flying back out Mm. if you pause that scene right as she's flying out the door you'll be able to see a prop from tarantino's first film reservoir dogs inside that trailer lee showed me this before I saw it. I picked it. See if you do. Yeah. yeah. So it's the Terrence shot. Probably, Terrence probably put the scene up here. Oh, I don't know if I want to. No, Maybe you've got to, man. I, I was going to just say what it is. I think it's a great little nod oh, to Michael Madsen's character. Fine. Well, look, if they've flicked already, they've missed it. But yeah, for those that... Because uh, people might leave and then not come back if they want to be like, oh, I want to find that that's out. That's their loss. <laughs> no, it's the, it's, the, it's the gasoline can from uh, from Reservoir Dogs. It's in his, yeah, in his trailer. It's the same can. There's also... A the- necklace of ears... No, there's not a necklace of ears. Um, but That's the, a bit of a Walking boots, Dead reference to The boots that the bride wears, or I guess we can say Beatrix now, that Beatrix kiddo wears, are the same boots, the exact same boots that Michael Madsen's character wears in Reservoir Dogs. And the cutthroat razor that she unties herself with while she's in the grave is the same razor that hacked off the ear from Reservoir Dogs. When you say the same razor, like the same prop? It is the same prop. Oh, man. I know. It's oh, so much I fun, right? I love those things. It's That's so great. really cool. Um, although I think you'll find that uh, the bride was not wearing shoes this entire film. So <laughs> she was. Know, she had. She I don't had believe shoes it. On. Nope, she didn't have shoes on. She, she was bare-fisted and uh, had no shoes at all. I think you'll find that. Go back, rewind the tape. Every yeah, every 
Play back. Frame Every by frame. character has I no you. has no shoes. Yeah, Bill Bill has no shoes on. But no, the the shot at the end. Yeah, the her getting shotgunned in the chest with the rock salt and just shotgunned in the chest. You're yep. sounding like me. What's, what is that? What you call it's it? Perfect. He's shot. She's shot. Yeah, yeah shotgunned with she salt. Got, she got a shotgun to the chest. So it's rock salt. Rock salt. So yeah, he filled yeah. it instead of pellets. He took them out. But again, our gun. My gun knowledge is not there. She gets shot with salt, which would just sting like crazy. So he sat there with a salt know. grinder. I don't know. We don't need to get into that. It doesn't matter. She was just up. shot with salt. It doesn't matter. Highly you premeditated. Don't need to go that deep. It's fine. Do you reckon he was waiting? Mute your microphone. That what you're saying is useless. He on would a have had to have prepared that. That's a lot of salt. He didn't have time to do that. I'm just glad that my desk isn't high enough for me to smash my head against it right now. In that scene, I love the the tension that's built. You know, she's creeping, and then you see him come through the blinds, yep. the, the the little horizontal opening blinds, and he's looking. The TV, you hear the TV turn off. Or the, no, the record a, scratch. Yeah. Oh, that, I, that was really that was good, and of course, that caught everyone by surprise. The way that he's just sitting there, ready. Very cool. Again, torture. I think if the dog hadn't have gone off, he wouldn't have been prepared with the shotgun. I don't think he had that. Yeah, I think the shotgun would have been beside the chair. But when he heard the dog, he sat down and probably picked it up. Yeah. And just waited. Yeah, absolutely. Dogs are so good. Yeah, saving. I love dogs. Him. Cats are pretty good. bride. Cutting him in half. Yeah. She totally would have. I'm sad that we didn't get a bride, bud, fight. I think it would have been over very quickly. Well, this is... He's just a slob. He's a slob now. Yeah. He's a slob. He would have had to run in the back. Wait, let me get my sword. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> oh, no, I've got the golf club instead. <laughs> Swinging the golf club. Like a five iron around inside of his She would have just trailer. laughed him off. Yeah. Yeah, look, that... When I hit flipping, flipping her over, inject into the oh. into the butt. She's asleep. Calling L. Bring your bony ass down here with a million dollars in folding cash. Uh, and I will give you the greatest weapon that has ever been crafted by the hand of man again with the mythology oh it's so good even when l comes to the house and is saying like so this is a hattori hanzo sword so she's never had one so bill obviously never got one made for her which i think is just one of those extra things right there's why she hated the bride so much she's just not good enough she's just not at that level Mm. um which is which is why she has such contempt for her, yeah, for the for the bride, which is just lovely. That's Apparently, awesome. she's got Emma Thurman to be. and Daryl Hannah did not get along. Oh, like, like at all to the point where they were doing press for the film, and they would just be like, "We have to be in separate hotels." Oh my god! Apparently, yeah, I read that piece of trivia awesome. yesterday. I know they should just walk around constantly with chest harnesses on, mm. tied to to wire with stunt guys, because if they ever came into contact. Just pull them back simultaneously. No, you should tie them together like children so that they can work out the differences. Oh, like Goonies style. Get the brothers and hoist them up the mainsail. Exactly. Exactly like the Goonies. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool where they didn't like each other. I like that equally as much as actors that do love each other. So watching watching the bride get buried is just... Harrowing. It is. It is incredibly harrowing. That is a very good word to use. And hearing... You're so smart, Terrence. I'm very... (laughs) <laughs> that one was real. <laughs> <laughs> so was the other one. What are you talking about? That one sounded fake. The noise of the, the soil yeah. coming down. Do you hear creaking in the wood as well? I think you just hear it piling on. But yeah, when oh. they're, they're hammering the nails in. Oh, yeah. Even before that, when he's he's he's, he's obviously got some kind of interrogation um, experience. Because when she's about to go into the ground and he gives her the ultimatum of if you want to 
wriggle around and try and fight this, oh, yeah. you're going to get the can of mace. And then you're going to be buried and burning. Or you can have the flashlight, but you have to behave. Mm. So which one do you want? And she like genuinely thinks about it for a second. Yeah. It's like, I'll take the light. Wise, wise choice. And yeah. so like, I would say that he's had some kind of interrogation training um, because that is an excellent technique to get someone to not fight you while you're trying to bury them alive. Methinks this not be his first burial. No, I would his say... First live burial. I would know. say he's done something like this before. Um, which is just terrifying. And yeah, he gets like this enjoyment out of it. But then there's also that really almost heartfelt moment where he he is looking at her and he says, this is for breaking my brother's heart. Mm-hmm. Which, whilst the reaction that Bill had was grotesque, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. He was genuinely hurt. I wonder what she did. I mean, okay, she's No, we know gone. exactly what she she's did. She's gone and shacked up with another guy. She tried to leave her life. She's just gone. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in that chapter because yeah, I'll, okay. I'll talk a lot about that. Okay. Um, um, I want to talk about the claustrophobia in this scene as yes, well. Yes, please. I, I saw your note earlier and I wasn't sure if you picked up on this. Yep. The screen, the, the image goes to a four by three ratio. Yep. Very old school television. think it's very much to create this claustrophobic feel as if lying on your back with tons of dirt on top of you. It was was hard hard to tell that it was cropped like that because of how dark the scene is. Mm. And so with the giant black bars on the side, I wasn't sure whether it was just dark on the edges of, of the shot or... Uh, or if it was, um, if it was, yeah, or if it was yeah. actually cropped at four by three, and then I was sort of watching back, and when she gets pulled out of the out of the Ute, or the pickup truck, for those listening in America, you could just say pickup to be cool. Oh, pickup! I don't, I have no idea. It's called a Ute in Australia. Ute. Learning something new. We call it a Ute. Short Ute. for utility vehicle. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, <laughs> now you know so, Lee, because yeah. that's the truth. I speak it's nothing other than that. Educational podcast. We're all learning. I'm real smart. He's he he. Yeah, SMRT. Now <laughs> the Ute four by three Simpsons. We also get we also get the uh, trunk shot. We call it a boot in Australia. We okay. get the trunk shot at the back of the Ute. Yeah, uh, looking up in Dutch at the captors or the people opening the Ute. Ute. Yep. Ute boot. I'm going to stop talking about that. Yep, that I like that iconic shot. We've had that in all the Tarantino yeah, films so in, far. In th- nearly I every think film. It's in every film. Yeah, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to. Yep. I, I think well, there's obviously not one in Hateful Eight, I wouldn't think, because it's all No, same. there is. There is. I don't boot, know if it's a boot, but it's the same shot. Okay. It'd be indicating up. a similar thing. Um, the claustrophobia, amazing. Another thing I want to draw, I like drawing parallels to different things. In, mm-hmm. in things I'm well aware. Different things in Some things. of them are better than others, so let's see how this one goes. They're equally awesome. She's on her back in the coffin in total despair like her mind is racing she goes and has a pie may flashback i'm guessing uh, that inspires her to get out but the opening shot in kill bill one is it no it's not the opening shot it's over the credits i don't know where you see her lying on her back she's totally silhouetted there's a beam of light coming across the top of her face you see this beautiful profile when she's in the hospital she's in hospital okay yeah so she's, she's she's in a coma trapped another claustrophobic uh vision so you get this sense of just this little beam of light the coffin just had light and then all darkness i kind of i drew similar parallels she's breathing panicked i mean she's in a coma she's not breathing panic but just a a sense of you're locked in she's totally conscious she might be able to hear things and remember but she's totally cut off 
yeah her her performance in the in the coffin because you can't see what's happening and her just hopelessly trying to just like smash her mm. way out of the of the coffin by hitting the light that she's got and it's mm. turned on and she does I'm not sure if you noticed but she does like a few hits and the torch turns itself off like mm. it's been broken and she like freaks out manages manages to turn it back on and then is just crying mm. at a situation manages to take a breath calm herself down and you can kind of hear the cogs yeah. going in her head of like I need to figure this out so she probably closes her eyes takes a deep breath turns off the torch and then bang we go into chapter eight. Yeah, good. The cruel tutelage of Pai Mei. Yeah. This is my favorite chapter. Of everything. Of all of them. It is just incredible. It's got the best opening to the chapter where we sit around the campfire and we mm-hmm. listen to Bill tell a story about um, the massacre of the Shaolin Temple at the hands of the White Lotus, setting up Pai Mei as a character, this thousand-year-old kung fu master yeah who taught who taught bill and has had many other students over the the centuries that he's been um teaching people uh that story that bill tells in the it looks like they're in the desert in this kind of ruin there are some walls Uh, up the the story that he tells i actually memorized because it was just one of the coolest things to just tell at parties for people who hadn't seen the film um, uh, you know when we okay so we recorded Kill Bill 1 not long ago and before we were getting ready for it we're sitting around and Lee goes into this monologue of Pai Mei and I, it was just before I'd rewatched Kill Bill 2 I thought wow he knows this character and as I'm watching the film I realise he was reciting word for word this entire <laughs> scene I'm watching the film going Wally yeah, I you know this. I love it. It's just such a cool story. It's written so well. I'm not sure if it's mm. taken straight from um, like Chinese culture, whether it's a, a true story or not, or whether mm. it's something that's a, a story of fiction um, from from that culture. Like, I don't know. I'm guessing there's um, a bit of fiction if this person is a thousand years old. Oh yes, obviously. Uh, whether it's but a then mantle, it's whether, yeah, whether yeah. it's a mantle that's handed down from warrior to warrior, or yeah. whether he just lives that long, or whether it's a yeah who knows some fictional no idea it's, it a, it's a movie matter. it doesn't have to make sense um, you just have to, you just have to know that this character is deadly like super deadly like the deadliest person on the planet and they're powerful uh, and yeah you kind of learn all you have to know about him in this this opening scene yeah you need to know yeah because it, it makes everything believable yeah and after that we also learn in this scene about uh, the infamous five point palm exploding heart technique and what pray tell is the five point palm exploding heart technique where we learn that he has a technique where he hits you five separate points five separate on your pressure body, points pressure points on your body and then lets you walk away but after you've taken five steps your heart explodes <clears throat> inside your body and you fall, and you fall down dead yeah oh it's <laughs> yeah the mythology is just incredible the storytelling in this his timing i i would love to think that of course they would have shot this multiple times they changed camera angles a few times mm-hmm. i would love to think that each take he was able to recite this whole thing oh he would have again and again again and again well david, david carradine has done in different ways he's done um uh, shakespeare plays and things before so he can he knows it all in fact there's a he knows acting he knows how to act he's he, he goes all right he's got a a bright future Rest in peace, David Carradine. Um, 
It's <laughs> horrible. I had nothing to do with that. Uh, <laughs> this kid's going to go places. And and great kung fu chops. Oh, he's great. The flute playing as well. He does all of his own flute recording. I want to learn one of those flutes. Oh, that's the actual flute that he used in... There's one of his other films. Was oh, it in the series? In the kung fu series? Yeah, I think... Back in the 80s or been, 70s yeah. or something? It's, it's, it, that is his instrument. Wow. Um, and, and so, so he's he playing that. Play. He that's knows. our introduction to kill to kill to bill entering the scene right in the first chapter right with the flute, of this yeah. film with the flute i love that oh, it's He's just stunning hauntingly perfect yeah. there's a there's a bonus feature on the dvd of this film where it's there's an interview with david carradine and it's just it's set at the scene where uh he drops off the bride to go and train with oh yeah Jaime. uh and he's talking about tarantino as a director and as a writer and he's like the word. The words are just so beautiful. Uh, he's like, and I've, he's like, I've done a lot of Shakespeare before. That guy wrote okay too. And he kind of said it in a way that was like Tarantino was better than Shakespeare. Ooh. And it was just so fun to, to hear this like seasoned actor, like actually, mm. yeah, reference and 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 uh, and yeah, to let everyone know that yeah, Tarantino is is serious business when it comes to writing. It, that campfire. You know, and you mentioned when this scene starts beautifully shot, it starts on the campfire and then uh, the bride, Beatrix kiddo and (laughs) Bill come into view, kind of fades them in. Just beautiful. But you can imagine yourself sitting at a campfire with Quentin and him telling you something that just blows your mind. And everyone around the campfire would just be totally mesmerized. I would prefer if it was me sitting around a campfire and Bill Carradine was there. And he was telling stories that were written by Quentin Tarantino. Ooh, and he played his flute while he did yes. it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. sitting next to Uma Thurman. Ooh, it's getting warm in here. I wouldn't mind if Oren was there as well. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, as long as she didn't have any stabbing weapons. I, just, I wouldn't talk to her. Yeah, no. That's the way to keep calm. Unless she asked oh. me the question. Okay, that's very scary. I, but yeah, then we get yeah, to, yeah. We get to the, the, the temple. Can we move on to when we get introduced to Pai Mei? We will. I want to mention Uma's acting chops here. This I, I the got wide eyed, oh, like, mesmerized, yep. and in love. To- I could imagine they're smitten. They're going out at this point, and she is smitten. That's the word smitten. Um, but she has the same. He's groomed her. Same from her. She has the same kind of blissful innocence that she acts upon when she goes and meets Hattori Hanzo. Yeah, when she plays this touristy yep. girl, flicking her hair back. <laughs> but it, it's just how she switches. As an as an actor, like her technique, her ability to totally make us believe, yeah. and she was totally in love. She was beautiful yeah. in her in her her own state. She was yeah. in bliss. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Uma Thurman's acting, and when we get to okay. some of the later chapters, yes, uh, specifically okay. the last one, yeah, um, and the and the is it the the epilogue, the one that comes after, or the prologue? No, pro is pro is before. Epilogue would be after. What's pre then? Prelogue. Prelog's not a thing. <laughs> no. Prequel. I'm bad with English. It's fine. Yeah, no, I think that's more Latin. I think that's where that comes from. But Let's we get, move on. We get Bill dropping off the bride off at the temple to go and train with oh, Pai yes. And again, such an Do amazing he scene. He comes down the stairs and he's got bruises all over <laughs> his face. Which, what happened? He's like, oh, just a friendly contest. You know, we were just, just, catch, catching, we were just catching up, essentially. Uh, and yeah, they have this little bit of banter where, again, the stakes get raised once again where he bill is just like he hates women despises americans and so you're gonna have to 
like work a little bit harder. Maybe after a year or two, he might start to yeah. to warm up. To, and she's, she's like, like, what? <laughs> I thought you were picking me up this afternoon. Yeah. He's going to show yeah. me some cool moves. It's like, oh, seeing those stairs again just makes my back ache. You can have so much fun carrying buckets of water up and down them. But we go up to the top and we just see this. Oh, God. He, he's one of the coolest characters in cinema, right? It's just amazing. You get the Pi Major sitting there with his long white hair and giant beard. Uh, Gordon Liu, who is the head of the Crazy 88 from Volume 1. It's the same actor. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, this was originally supposed to be... I think it was supposed to be... Um, oh, Chung Yafat? Who... It was supposed to be someone else. They couldn't do it. Yeah. And so Gordon stepped in um, to do it and just, yeah, kills this role. Mm. He is so much fun. All you hear is that he's, he's deadly and you like don't even look at him. Don't talk to him. Do nothing. Just, just obey. That's all you have to do is obey. And then we find out that he's funny. Like he's, he's, he's a hilarious humor, character. Yeah. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. With us also being terrifying. Yeah, because you know what he's capable of. Yeah, so he's, he's, he, all he does is he speaks Cantonese. Um, he said, hates the hates the Japanese and like oh you. It's like yeah, I didn't ask you if you spoke this language. I asked you if you spoke if you spoke Cantonese. I'll just speak to you like a dog. Do this. Sit down. Do that. Um, <laughs> I am more than proficient in the exquisite art of the samurai. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing but for Japanese fatheads. The, the pick up a sword let's see what you can do man when he jumps on that sword oh their, their fight where he's just so confident he's in just, like if you land one blow I will bow down and call you master and they just have this this amazing fight and she's like you think she's doing well but every hit that he lands like when he just grabs her on the shoulder or on the hand she just she screams like it's the most agonizing pain yeah. she's ever been in in her entire life and then when she kind of cheats in the fight and picks up the rock and goes for him and he just grabs her arm and he's holding her like upside down yeah. in excruciating pain and talk about the acting of Uma Thurman oh the way that she is just howling in pain here um, leads in so beautifully to him being like this is my arm now like this is this is not yours I could chop this off you are powerless you're an ant fighting an eagle uh, and because this is my arm I want it strong so we're going to get it strong and then the training montage begins yeah. it is so cool I love this chapter. I love this character. This is the going out of genres. This is going back to uh, Japanese cinema. Um, Is this Chinese cinema as well? Chinese, yeah, yeah. Or as well, is it Chinese? Mm -hmm. Does Japanese cinema use this? Like a lot of samurai movies? Yeah, there's this kind of like swordplay training, kung fu. It's been in a whole lot of Asian cinema. Yeah. Uh, And it's, uh, it's so cool to see it done at such a high level. Um, for a for a western film like Tarantino obviously has such a love for this style of of storytelling uh, that it it looks so authentic yep. to its origins um, that you could barely tell if it wasn't for Uma Thurman being in it you would think it yeah. would be just yeah another uh, another yeah Chinese or, or Japanese film uh, one of the shots a very specific shot you know it immediately when I mention it is um, that that kind of brings you into this genre is the crash zoom. Oh, yeah. When he, and you, you you just think, oh, that was cool. Well, yeah, it's all they used in the 70s. It's, yeah. how, it's how they depicted action and intensity. Zoom in yeah. on the face. Yeah, there's so many. Of them. And like 
going from one character to another and then back and forth like they yeah, do it in the so opening so scene cool. between Bill and Uma Thurman where they've you hear like the guitar the acoustic guitar playing it's like just like back and forth and back and so forth cool. so, before and they start talking again we've been talking about Quentin Tarantino taking from other directors and using styles and what an homage to to do these kind of techniques yeah. to tell it's your so story good. he was originally it was scripted and he was going to have it be so that this entire chapter was going to be um, whoever the, the actor was that was going to be playing Pai Mei, in this mm. case it's Gordon Liu, he was going to be speaking Cantonese, but it was going to be English, like really bad English dubbed over oh, the top okay. of it. Oh. At, in the voice of Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Doing the dub, which is an interesting creative choice. And I kind of just want to hear it once, but I'm so, so glad that it didn't, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, it yeah. didn't happen yeah. for the feature release. Wow. So is it yeah. a special edit? Is no, no. Like it, I don't think it was ever done. I don't it's think just he, an he idea. ever recorded it. I think it, like in the script, that's what it was going to be. Oh. And then when he watched it, he was just like, no, I have to, I have to keep it because his performance is too good. And if you don't hear his voice, oh, yeah. you don't, you don't hear the playfulness of it all. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's, he also, you know that she's a really good student because of the way that he treats her. There is a respect there. Like, yes. When she goes to get yeah, the rice absolutely. Yeah. and tries to eat it with her hand, like he immediately is like, "No, if eat you like want to, if you want to eat like a dog, then you can sleep outside in the rain like a dog. If you want to eat like a human, then pick up the chopsticks and slides it over, and gives her another attempt oh at God, it, yeah. and then it's just you see how proud he is when she like is trying. Uh, but that no, was the, another tension building one with when she goes in with her fingers. Oh, I'm like, don't, 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 smack. don't. What's he gonna do? Don't. Yeah. What were you gonna? You reached for something. You oh no! I was like, the, like the whole scene is essentially is a is a flashback because we're learning yes. that she's got to learn how to do the the, the, the oh, three yeah. inch punch, yeah, or the the one inch punch, uh, which is a, a famous thing from Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I love the I, I love the her training with the punch to the point where she's like the asleep in bed and <laughs> she's punching the wall and like seeing the skin falling off her knuckles and. Is that yeah, the first, insane. you mentioned the training montage that we go into. Is that the first activity that they do? Punch yeah. the Yeah, punch because the after, after- This is my arm, we make it yeah, strong. Yeah, this is my arm, so we're going to make it strong. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he punches through the wood. Oh. It's like, can you do that? And she's like, yes, but not not that close. It's like, well, then you can't do it. Oh, like, just, say, just say, no, you can't do it. Yeah. Man, he'd be a really difficult father. Yeah, it's, yeah, right. <laughs> it, should, yeah, it should, it should be the wood that fears your hand, not the other way around. I'm there taking notes. I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, watch out, children. <laughs> no, like, don't do. No, that. Oh, don't do this. Okay, Can you do good. this? No, I didn't. Yeah. Say that means you can't. I expect to come round to your house like uh, for dinner or something. You've <laughs> got the kids, kids out in the backyard, just like punching the wall, <laughs> chopsticks on the table, yeah. <laughs> food, dishes of food on the floor yeah. from when they couldn't <laughs> you, get it you've right. Tipped out their food. Sleeping out in their little beds outside. <laughs> all these peas and carrots strewn everywhere. That's why we don't make much soup. No. It's very yeah. messy. Very, very messy. <laughs> you have ants everywhere. And it's too hot. I'm sweating so bad. Especially this time of year. Another hot episode. Um, Where are we up to? Uh, we are I like going through recounting. the training montage. Sorry. I like this recounting. Yeah, that it's we're fun. Doing in I, don't, I think this, this kind of maybe lends it. it because it's yep. in chapters. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I prefer just talking about it in like yeah. other things for other films. Um, yeah. Then we, yeah, we get to see the escape um, of her. She learns the five point, not the, the, but she does learn that, but she learns the, the one inch punch. Mm. And so when we cut back to her in the, yeah, in the, in the coffin for the Texas funeral and she's just like, all right, Pai Mei, I'm coming. And just like, ha, ha, ha. 
straight through all the way up out of the uh, out of the ground and I'm so glad that they did that because at the end when we go back to the coffin I was watching it oh that's right she's stuck she's stuck yeah <laughs> I'm like oh that was a nice reprieve yeah. why did we see that yeah yeah. Oh my lord, is she gonna punch yeah. her way out of this thing? Punches her way out of the ground. I love, I love how it. fast she did it. Yeah. I love how quickly and then the scramble, this element oh, of God. realism of you know, I, there are times when sorry for all the people with claustrophobia out there, there are times where, you know, growing up here with beaches and things, there were quite a few times as a kid where I actually had nightmares of burying myself in the sand from huge holes that I would dig and how lucky I was as a kid that none ever caved in on me because I would I would dig them deep, and you hear stories of children Kids, yeah, I've, dying. I've seen it, not suffocating. Dying, I've, yeah. I've seen a couple of dying stories, Ugh. but even where kids get caved in and they they half their bodies in there. So I've had nightmares about this, and watching this was, even though she's escaping, yeah. was equally it's terrifying, right? Ah, oh, equally terrifying, and realizing the the speed she has to climb out because the dirt is filling in. Yeah. And she's got to get it. Just, Swims up out man, of the... Yeah. I, I was freaking out that whole time. I knew what happened. Yeah. I was freaking out. And she just makes it through. Yeah. Like, geez. It's great. In a, in, a, in a really cool... um, Yeah, there's reference to... I don't know what the horror movie is. Some but yeah, it's film. like with the hand coming out of the it's ground It's got to be like then. Day of the Dead or something It'd be like something, that. yeah. Some cool horror film. Yeah, and I mean, it's, the, been, it's been done a hundred thousand times. The stumbling times. across the road. Oh, the, the zombie dust, walk. The, dust, oh, fly, the dust flying off her and then, yeah, getting to the end of the scene where she's in the diner, which is a, a hashtag what about when moment. So we won't ruin it here. We'll do it a little bit uh, later. But then we go into chapter nine, L and I. Mm-hmm. How is I spelt? Capital I. Oh, man, that's depressing. No. <laughs> what was it? E Y E. Well, it's her eye, right? <laughs> know, yeah. Right? Ellen, Ellen, I. You're Ellen, her pretty. one, her one eye that's left. You're also pretty smartly. Um, but yeah, I love watching the uh, the bride just walk through the desert barefoot. The, the d- journey, d- the determination. Like she's not gonna go and clean herself up, go and get herself ready. She's she just had an on, opportunity. Yeah, she's on an absolute mission, and she's gonna see it through. She just walks straight back to Bud's. She uh, had some caravan. water. Yeah, ready I am, for the journey. I'm gone. I think you are going to pay for what you've just done to me. Yeah. I, I wonder what she would have done to Bud as a retaliation for getting buried alive. It would have been horrific. I'm kind of glad that we don't see it. Yeah. Well, tell you why can't I remember this? What happens? She walks in. Well, so. Elle goes to see Bud because she's got the million dollars okay, yeah, in cash. So we'll go back because yep. she's going to go and buy the Hattori Hanzo sword. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Michael Madsen is just recounting the <laughs> He's like, Yay! the story of of yeah the, the gravestone is marked Paula Schultz. Um, this yeah. is your sword. That's my money in that bag. Uh, I'm going to make some margaritas in one of the funniest <laughs> making of a drink scene ever. <laughs> it reminded me. Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, so there's like... I've got a, a couple of Tarantino films I yeah. need to still tick off my list. So there's... It, it, him in his caravan making the margaritas is very similar to like Brad Pitt in, oh, in, really? in a caravan making like a dinner. And it's just... It's dirty and grimy and disgusting. He's just spilling it everywhere and he closes the, <laughs> the, the, the like the cabinet door with, with the blender and just shoots out <laughs> volcanoes out of the top. Like he's just got... No care. Like, you know, That's after awesome. that day, he's leaving. He's not coming back. He's got his million bucks and he's just going to go. Yeah. He's 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 running away from his old life and going to start anew again. I was going to write down my what about when. So I'm going to do, oh, that, yeah, do that. That's keep, why I'm not I'll texting or anything. You keep going. Um, just another what about when. I've lit- all I've got is, yeah, Bud's uh, margarita, uh, margarita making. Uh, I love the conversation that he has with L, where he's saying, which are you? 
like which R are you? And she's like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, they say that the number one killer of old people is retirement. Oh. And I've always thought that, um, that enemies share a similar relationship to one another where once one of them is gone, there's a hole that's left. And so which are you, which are, are you, are you filled with relief or regret? Yeah, and she's like a bit of both. She's like, "Hopped." I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out on that because I, I, I bet you you there is some of both, but I guarantee you there is one that you feel more than the other. Which one is it? And she just says, "Regret." So what are you gonna do now that your enemy's gone, right? What's her regret? So the regret you find out a little bit later when he opens up his cash and he gets That's black right, yeah. mumbled in the face. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so gross. Look like the boils on his face that sort of come up with the venom coursing through his body. He would have been like instantly dead, by the way. Yeah. If oh, it was really? if it was real life. Oh man. Uh, a little bit of movie magic. Uh, now that yeah, now that you're on the fall, let me answer that oh, question right, yeah, for you in a little bit more detail. Order. Yeah. It's like the greatest R that I feel is regret. And it's regret that one of the greatest warriors that I've ever known met her end to a bushwhacking hillbilly, whatever she says on her tirade, <laughs> piece of crap like you. Yeah. Bang, and he, and he dies. But her whole scene where she is like, oh, I'm sorry, bud. That was, that was mean of me. Um, what a mean let cow. Me, let, me, let, me read you, let me read you some stuff that I found out about the Black Mamba. And she's just sitting there reading off her little notepad. Is just... Oh, it's so scary. Like, she's just terrifying. And, t- and uh, it, of course, the Black Mamba, we know, is Beatrix. Yeah. So everything That's she reads she is yep. very specific there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then we get another hint to Bill and Bud being brothers, in case you missed it in the first one, where Bill calls. It's like, oh, I've got some, some bad news, baby. Your, your brother's dead. Yeah. yeah. She left a Black Mamba in his camper. What a bitch. Yeah, I know, right? Blaming on the bride. So weak. Yeah, and then the, we get the bride coming back when Elle opens the door. You just see these two feet flying like out of nowhere, yeah. like straight into her chest, yeah. bang. And then thus begins one of the coolest choreographed fight scenes like th- that I've ever seen. Close quarters fighting. Oh, it's so well constructed. Yeah, yeah. It's simultaneous kicks. Yeah. Oh, it, it just I, mean, I don't know if that's on a thing. and on. If no, that would really not. happen. No, but it, it's so much fun. It, it kind of it's storytelling and fighting. Right. There's no point in just having a fight. There has to be a story that's told. Yeah. Like she can't get the sword unsheathed, or the bride can't let it happen because as soon as she does, then the fight's over. Yeah. So she goes to take it out. The bride kicks it back in. They kick each other at the same time and fall down, which again is a unrealistic, but b it tells you these two are quite evenly matched. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just <laughs> yeah. The, the, and again, the heightened sense of reality comes in here, right? We hear one of them gets knocked into chairs, and you hear the faint bowling pin sound that we did from Volume One. And oh, she really? springs off Bud's body. She does a somersault, lands on Bud, and you hear a mattress yeah. spring boing uh, as she rolls <laughs> over. And so yeah, there's again, it's a it's a it's a farce. It's a it's a television show at this point. No, I know you. I know we won't get it, but I have to say, do we get a Will Will Wilhelm scream in this? Not in this scene, no. In but I, no, I did notice that you put it that you put it in. I found it. Yeah. I was well impressed. Yeah, you did so. Well. I forgot. To, yeah, I forgot to say thank you for that because I forgot to explain to you what it was when we finished recording. Yes, you did because I, I forgot that you said you were going to explain. Yeah. I'm like, wait, he said he was going to tell me. He didn't it was tell like, me anything. I also afterwards. didn't tell you the incredibly rude joke. No, I did tell you the incredibly rude joke. I forgot it. Tell me again. The square. 
You're going to have to tell me again. I'm, I remember now something about the square. You tell me again. After I will this not one. tell it on air. Anyway. Tell me afterwards. <laughs> the I, I love how when they're fighting and she falls into the bathroom, breaks through that bathroom oh. wall into all of his dirty porn. And you just think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just disgusting. I love that Bud died in a pile of his own porn as well. <laughs> you poor man. It's such a miserable existence that he's yeah. chosen to just disgusting. live in his own filth. Was just gross. Does Elle get her head in the toilet? Yeah, she yeah. The bride flush. puts, and then she flushes. Uh, that's and then the, the other. There's so many like knees thing. and elbows in the crotch as well. And it's, oh, it's dirty fighting. The head flush and then flushing the toilet. Genius. Yeah, genius. So you, so you can breathe again. Every every movie where you see the kid who gets bullied, and American toilets are very different to toilets in Australia. And again, toilets yeah, they in Europe, s- the water spins the, the wrong way. Not just that, but our cyst- <laughs> our bowl doesn't fill with water. What a weird! No, I always thought our it was bowls weird. Don't have a lot of water in, in them. Australia when you hear about getting yeah. your head flushed down you could, the you toilet. Would, yeah, you it would. Um, in Australia, you would be more. Uh, you, would, you would, yeah, you would give someone like a blunt force trauma by putting yeah. their head into a toilet bowl rather than drown them. Like you would just be continually smashing their head into the porcelain. Yeah, it did, look up images of. Australian toilets. Maybe be careful where you do that. Which <laughs> no, actually, network just, don't, you're no, on. just take our word for just it. Take our word for it. Go to uh, like a no. kitchen supplies website and look there. Don't just yeah. Google that stuff. Is I love this fight so much. When uh, well, yeah, when then L like yeah kicks her into the bedroom and then goes back and gets the sword and unsheathes it and you see the bride like collecting herself and then like zooms in on the on the Hattori Hanzo sword, sword oh, that's man. in the cupboard what a great feeling you Pulls have as it, a yeah. viewer you're like, like <gasps> grabs it spins it around shunk to bud the only man I've ever loved Bill shunk and then yeah flicks it open and what's that it's, it's bud's Hanzo sword he, he said it. he he said he pawned it I guess that makes him a liar then don't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had a little bit of respect for bud at that point he oh, kept it yeah right good man the, like characters are uh, like again it's well realised characters right yeah. they lie they don't always tell the truth so I hate it when people argue with you oh but this character said this so they're contradicting themselves it's like people lie yeah they can lie they're human exactly I, when I saw the engraving on it I just thought you know when you see a, a computer with the etching of a business that owns it and or, or a really cool newest phone with etching with engraving <laughs> I just thought no why yeah, would where, you do that? Where did he get the engraving done? <laughs> oh, did did Hattori do that? Maybe he did that. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I hope he did. He's the only one that's allowed to etch exactly. into a sword. Exactly, engraved. I'd say he would have. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, and yeah, you learn that L had killed Paimei. Paimei, very horrible. Oh, unforgiven. Makes us really yeah. want her dead. And is laughing. Yeah, what did, just between us girls, what did you say to Paimei to get him to snatch out your eye? It's like I called him a miserable old fool. Oh, bad move. Yeah, that gets you an eyeball taken out. Yeah, that was, I love that they showed it. Yeah. And we talk about his reserve with not showing it. Oh, I think we needed to yep. see that. We need to see what she said to him. Yeah. Which I totally forgot, by the way, but I remember the scene. Um, you know what I said to that miserable then, old fool? Yeah, the, wor- uh, the word of a miserable old fool. Um, oh, the, you is worth less than nothing or something like that. And then... Treacherous dog. She follows up. Yeah. And they have their scene. And you think it's going to be this epic sword fight, but you're in a caravan, right? You can't do that. So they just 
clash swords spin around they're holding tight they're pushing one against the other the bride's getting pulled back and then all of a sudden it's just pluck out comes the other uh-huh. eye and just the flailing screaming that that daryl hannah does is just marvelous oh, i love man. it she, look the, the reason she does that is she's so the bride is so pent up with anger because she says i killed that miserable old fool yeah holy mo i was not expecting that that's the turning tables. Yeah. Like, yeah, sucked in. <laughs> but then, no, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, you're gone. I was you're so gone. good. Bang. And then, and you've got to say it, it's going to be a what about when. Oh, the eyeball gets dropped. Oh, man. Oh. And then stood on oh. and you see it like crush oh. out between the toes. Oh, so hungry. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, saying, right? Oh, I need to get something. Delicious. Man, that's, it's 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 too much fun. Do you reckon that was a real eyeball? I would say so. It would have been or, some sort of animal's eye, or, or, or it could have been a prop. I have no idea. Or, what about the consistency of that? Yeah, I wonder. It could have been a real eye. Don't think too hard Eyeballs about it. Eyeballs are fine. I mean, you've eaten an eyeball, right? Yeah. Ask me if I have. Have you ever eaten an eyeball? No. <laughs> I have. I've had an opportunity to like fish eyes. I've yep. not. It's to each their own. I had the opportunity to not eat it as well. Yeah, but I, you can't help thinking, oh man, what's the consistency of it? Like, gross. I keep thinking I won't get of like squashing a cockroach. People like, yeah, but what a what a grotesque, grosser yeah. than seeing an eyeball. Pulled I think, out. I think, yeah, the flailing around the the, the caravan is what does it for me. At she the end, just goes, oh off. man, and she just leaves it. It reminds me a lot <laughs> of um, uh, in Death Proof. Oh, Death Proof. Okay, yeah. I was thinking Reservoir. Where, no, with, all that uh, too. Yeah, with in the with, back of the car. Mm. Yeah, um, Tim Roth. Tim Roth being shot, screaming in the back. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Kurt Russell does it as well in in Death Proof when he gets shot in the arm and he's just turns into this like crying mess of a <laughs> screaming child of ah, like touching it and screaming and yeah, it's just it's hilarious. It's so good to see like this sort of tough, cool, suave character just mm. be completely stripped away and taken down to their just yeah childish crying persona. It's just wonderful. See, so I love it. Uh, so yeah, then. She leaves, that's it. And we move into the next chapter, which is the last chapter. It doesn't say chapter 10, it says last chapter, face to face. I wonder why there were 10 chapters. Maybe this is also Quentin going, you know, I'm only doing 10 movies. Maybe his last movie is going to be called My Last Movie. He could, and everyone would go and see it. (laughs) He could call it whatever he wanted. (laughs) Oh, all right, last chapter. Mm. Ultimately, she goes looking for Bill. Yeah, she's ready. So she's, she she heads off. Um, uh, does this scene start with us going to the brothel and and meeting Esteban Vajeo? I think so. Yeah, she's in the car again. Yes, yeah, she's, she's driving a, she, through yeah, she's in the car like, from the start. She's not. It's not the pussy wagon anymore. Yeah, she's she, got a new car. She's driving in like a plantation of some sort through and dirt roads. We meet. Yeah, we meet Esteban uh, Esteban Vajeo, which awesome. I only found out that you, you learned this before we started recording, which I was really sad about because I wanted to blow your mind with it. But for those uh, watching at home or listening at home, you might not know this, but that character is played by none other than the actor. Michael Parks. Michael Parks, who was? The sheriff in- who walked into the massacre at Two Pines with his yeah. son, who is in his real life, his son in his yeah. real his- Good gravy Marie. Like that, like real Southern American... Texan sheriff, right? Yeah. Texas sheriff. Uh, yeah, is the same actor. Clean who, shaven. Who plays Esteban Vajeo. 
aviator sunnies, yeah. cowboy hat. So he looks like 30 years older and you you think he's... Well, he's meant to be 80, right? From that region, yeah. 80-ish. Oh, what an incredible performance from one of the best character actors around. I had no idea. The person I was watching yep. this with, he's like, oh, that's the guy from, from early. He was in another role. And I'm yep. there thinking... Wait, we didn't see. This is the first time we see this Esteban character in my head. A, a Spanish yeah. speaking character. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, yeah, he played the other guy with a different accent. Texas one. Like, what do you want? Of course, I had to jump on while I'm watching the film, jump to IMDb, and I see Michael Parks credited with both these characters. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable to do this drawl. Yeah. This- <sighs> Just the way, the way that he... Everything from holding a cigarette to the way he blinks and... He gets his, his attention wavers like he's just he is a completely different person yeah a completely different person acting right who'd have thought but yeah, yeah he is just on point for this entire scene Menacing. he's wonderful this scene was the last scene that was shot really in the for the entire film so Uma Thurman is like peak bride because mm. she has lived this character for so long at this point she is like she is the bride um, like, and and yeah, and Esteban, but Michael Parks, who he wasn't supposed to be the original actor to play this character. I'm not sure if you got d- deep enough into this. To, no, I didn't research anything. To I just looked on IMDb and saw the credit. So this Bam. is really funny. So that character was cast with another mm. actor, and then they were having a read through um, before production had started. Uh, so they were, in, or they were in pre-production, and so they were having a read through, and this particular actor couldn't make it. And so Michael Parks read for that character. Just stepped in, read, stepped oh. in to read it, and Tarantino went, "Cool, you've got the job." Oh, how pissed would you I be? know <laughs> you'd be so mad. Oh, well, glad I went to do that Macca's ad. Yeah, turn up to your to your rehearsals, oh, people. God, yeah, that would suck. Bad, I guess right? that guy has had his name redacted from every type of <laughs> historical yeah. screen reading run sheet or I, anything. I didn't recognize the name. I'm sure it's some obscure actor from certain areas of cinema or television. Uh, apologies to you. That to I that actor. But yeah, like <laughs> had you been in this film, I would know your name. So it's kind of on you at this point. But yeah, he just stepped in to read it and he just, yeah, the, the cadence of his voice and the way he tells the story about when, when Beatrix asks Where's Bill? Mm. And he goes, when Bill was five years old, I took him to this cinema and we went and saw a, a movie, the, the, the Postman Always Rings Twice with, uh, uh, with, with Joan, whoever it is. And any time this particular character came up on screen, Bill would start sucking his thumb. And I knew from this, this moment he was going to be a sucker for blondes, which is actually, a, that is a real story. Uh, that Kurt Russell told Quentin Tarantino uh, about him and that film. Yeah, when he was a kid, he went and saw that film and uh, and oh, apparently okay. did that. Yeah, which uh, and yeah, you cool. learn it, and you write it down, you put it in your brain, and you put it into Kill Bill Volume Two. Why not? I would do that. Yeah, it's so it's so cool. Ooze is cool. That whole scene is just amazing, and and it is, and it is to the testament of the performers the performances of these two characters. They stay so tight mm. on his shot. The framing is just really tight on Esteban's face. He doesn't move much. He doesn't need yeah. to move much. No. I, Which is insane to think that you don't recognize him, right? And it's not just I, the makeup. Like, it is the performance. No. Yeah, absolutely. And he's... I said the word menacing before. 
Mm. And you feel that through the whole conversation, the control that he demands just by his cadence, you know, by his ability to hold a room with his storytelling. You're already petrified Mm. of what he has the capability of doing. But then when you see one of his girls come over after he makes his remark of, I would have gone easy on you, I would have just... He shot, he shot you in the head, no? Oh, I would have been much nicer. I would just cut your face. Oh, my God. And you don't realize. You're like, oh, that sounds nice. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking a joker cut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, that's already horrible. And that has been uh, done in quite a number of movies, very different genres and different uh, cultural reasonings, cultural reasonings and everything. And I was thinking that. Oh, and when, yep. when his girl comes over... What a monster. Yeah. Not her, but what a monster Esteban's character is to to, to mutilate someone like yeah. that. What what are we talking about? Oh my god. Bill. Where's Bill? Tells tells her where Bill is. Because how else will he ever get to see her again? And off she goes. And just I don't know how much time we've got left to, to uh, well let's to talk about let's, let's the wrap film it up but we by, are yeah we, we better start getting into what about yeah. when soon but this this whole last confrontation is just full of some of the greatest written dialogue for me ever it's just incredible the the psychological manipulation that is happening from bill mm-hmm. in this scene is incredible all the way from the the early introduction of when she jumps in and she's got the gun and Bill has set up the stage where the daughter is alive. She's there and she's bang, bang, you're dead, mummy. Oh. Like he's set it up to disarm her immediately. Oh, yeah. Which like it does, yeah. right? Oh, which it Holy absolutely she would. starts tearing up. And then he's just like, you're dead, mummy. So, oh. so die. Bastard. I know. Bastard. And then she falls down and but uh, little, oh, yeah, little did. Beep. BB. BB, yeah. yeah. Uh, little did quick draw kiddo know. That she was playing possum. She's impervious to bullets. That's when Bibi fired. And then, yeah, bang, bang. And she falls down and Bibi runs over. Mommy, I was just playing. And she gets touched by her daughter for the first time. And the smile that sort of wraps across her face and holds her and looks at her. And the performance of this kid as well that that Tarantino was able to get out of this, this child oh, actor. Yeah, this total innocent playful yep. loving happy a lot of the work you can see comes from david carradine the way that he's oh, able he's to kind so, of like how get good is he as a yeah you, you've got to think how good as a dad yep. of a dad in real life is he or was he did he have children i don't know i think so such a beautiful so. father figure in yep. that scene yep. that bit of playfulness it's like why don't you tell tell mommy what you told me when you saw her picture and then she kind of you can it's like she gets all she's shy. She's like, oh, come on, come on, tell her. It'll make it. It'll make her feel good. And then she's you know, the most beautiful woman I saw in the whole wide world. Like yeah, you can you can tell that she's. I don't know how much of a script she had, or whether it was all just pulled from from these organic moments that had been set up, like when they're making the sandwiches and uh, and they're talking about Amelia the goldfish. Mm. Yeah, it's the, the whole scene is just. Oh, incredible! And then when when she goes to bed, we have to sorry, we have to kind of plow through it because we, yeah, we don't yeah, want it to yeah. go too long. Yeah, uh, she gets put to bed. The bride comes back out, and again, the the psychological manipulation just continues. Where Bill has one of the most incredible speeches about 
Superman, Superman. which I, I really want to get into, but there's not a whole lot of time. Uh, and again, that was another speech that I memorized because he's right. Like Superman is such a unique comic book character in the fact that he's like the opposite of all of the other superheroes and their alter egos because he wakes up in the yeah. morning he's superman he doesn't have to put on a suit or a costume he's just that is who he is yeah. his alter ego is clark kent yeah. as normally with every everyone else it's the other way around yeah and i love that it's just it's excellent and with it, built-in flaws exactly yeah that's how he sees humans <laughs> yeah it's it's his critique on the entire human race is, mm. is clark kent uh and yeah shooting shooting Beatrix with, with the, the dart with the dart so watch the, when you watch this film again on a date that we're going to give you to do every single year very soon, very soon. Um, keep in the back of your mind that Bill is a chemist okay so he, he his passion is chemistry so he makes up these cocktails and concoctions and Why, how do we know this it's it's just written into the lore of his character so David okay. Carradine wrote like a diary of his character of Bill uh, and in the diary it's he is a, he's a chemist okay so he's built he this concoction yep. of yeah, drugs. So he's made this he's shot her with it's a truth serum mm. and I like that it's bright green like That's kryptonite right. yeah oh which yeah is, oh is, nice yeah exactly I so, like that he gives a time he goes two minutes just a couple of minutes long just, enough for me to make my point <laughs> oh, oh good good yeah. I'll wait for you then yeah, don't more touch control it. don't touch it I'll put another one on your cheek and the way <laughs> the language that he uses when she's like I had to run because her life would have been set in stone if we'd have stayed together. Um, but I would have had I would have had BB and he just says, Don't get me wrong, you would have been a wonderful mother. And he's using it past like, tense. tense. Yeah. Like he's not saying you are gonna be a wonderful mother. Like he's he's saying it he's as like, if she's gonna, gonna die, die in this confrontation. Like yeah. it's it's so cleverly written. Mm. Um, and it's not an accident. Like those things just don't yeah. happen. Like that's Tarantino meticulously meticulously yep. going through his script. Um to make sure that yeah, Bill is 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 really taking advantage of the situation with his manipulation and his storytelling. He delivers with the same cadence at the bu- at the bushfire at the fire scene. Yep, and and a total opposite reaction from her. She is no longer and that wi- she's him. not that wide eyed. She's no, child. no, she's wise to him, but also she knows that he wants to kill her. Yep, uh, but yeah, a really nice uh, change of scene here, and they're sitting on opposing sides of the couch with this round it almost yep. looks like a campfire scene as well telling stories oh we're gonna to get to the flashback so he asks yeah like what like why did you why did you leave me what happened and then she tells the story of you remember the last assignment that you sent me on lisa wong and we get to see the last hit that she was on so when i was on the plane i was sick so i thought i might be pregnant so she takes a test in the hotel mm. and it turns out that it's positive and she she learns it immediately yeah. before Lisa Wong had sent an assassin of her own and she blows a shotgun hole through the door. Yeah. And I love the fact that she's holding onto the pregnancy strip and looking through the eye and it falls out of her hand. And so she ducks down and doesn't get shot. So already, BB has saved, saved her. her life. Yes, and She saves her life more than once in this scene where she kicks the mm-hmm. door, jumps behind the bed and yeah, guns are drawn on each other. Yeah. You're pretty good with that shotgun. Not that I have to be at this range, but I'm a yeah, surgeon yeah, with this really shotgun. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'm better than Annie Oakley and I've got you right in my sight. So let's talk. And they have this beautiful moment between these assassins where like I'm the deadliest woman in the world, but right now I'm just, I'm just terrified for the life of my baby. It's like, just go home and I'll do the same. 
It's such so an cool. incredible flashback actually picks up this pregnancy. Yeah, oh, yeah, the humor, yeah. right? The humor in the scene is so good. I'll read it myself. Thank you. I don't know what I don't know what this means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, she's a lot. She's, she's like, got she's holding the shotgun on, and she's like feeling around on the ground, <laughs> and she like Lester has to look down, and the shotgun like falls hand back up on top of it that's the subtleties in that scene are really cool yeah really nice it's fantastic that's what i was going to ask about earlier when i was gonna and you said no we'll just plow through i was gonna ask when did the flashback scene happen yeah cool yeah so it's 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 in then when he when she's getting interrogated um my band-aid fell off i got so excited that my band-aid fell off and it's hot you're probably sweating as well (laughs) it's really warm and you're doing a lot of talking right now i'm so sorry everyone but uh, yeah i want to i want to get through it we cut back to the the hacienda yeah and uh and we get to see kind of bill's perspective which you don't really think about so bill thought that she had been assassinated Mm. which is a very logical step to make given what had occurred because all you've heard from at this point in time is the bride side right she felt pregnant she knew she had to get out of that life bill hunted her down and killed her but yeah you learn that he was in mourning like he mourned her for three months because he loved her genuinely loved her and then what does he find out (laughs) that she's alive and she's pregnant Mm. so his reaction was over the top she's dead but uh but yeah, probably to be expected from a, a murdering bastard, as he as he calls himself. Mm. I wonder if he wanted to keep Bibi. I wonder I if think he waited all- till she was very close to term and made sure there uh, no, was no th- injury to the baby. No, I think that he... That's how long it took for him to track her down. Okay, just by chance. I would say so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he he could save the baby. He's like, what? No! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> well, like with her dying breath, right? She's like, it's your baby. Bang. Yeah. Well, of course. Then he's like, damn. Yeah. Well, all right. BB, uh, named after Beatrix, I'm guessing. B, Bill, Beatrix, Bill. Probably, yep. And then whatever the surname is, we don't know the surname of Bill, do we? Not that it's important, but there are a lot of little things that are nuanced here. No, you don't here. know. Okay. All right, let's keep moving. Yeah, so, and the, yeah, oh my gosh. Because we've got, we get, what about when's two? We're we, going to just go bang, bang, bang. Through we, get a, we get a really bang, quick bang. but impressive fight between Bill and and Beatrix love that sitting at the table yeah quick sword comes across catches it catches in the it sheet. in the sheet oh. and then yeah we get to see it come out bang 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 five point palm exploding heart technique music comes on and she, he's like I can't believe Pime taught he you that it's like of course of course he did I was his I was his best student uh, is that then, what she says I was his best student no no but like oh, she was yeah, that's so that's annoying. why yeah. that's why he he taught it to did. her and not Bill why didn't you um, tell to, me you, why didn't you tell me I don't know no. I'm a horrible person I guess it's like no you're not a horrible person you're a terrific person you're my favourite person it's yeah it's it's a sweet scene between the two of them like he knows he's dead and there's, she knows there's nothing he can do she, she knows she's yeah. going through all these emotions in one expression we get yeah we uh, he, how do I look does himself up yeah. off he goes bang collapses on the ground the heart explodes inside Mm -hmm. Uh, good on him for doing the whole fall into the grass as well it was so cool uh, in that really really nice wide shot remind me of an Elvis scene by the way oh really yeah in like a a Hawaiian movie or something just over the top like green and fake tree and false sky it looked beautiful nice soft grass to fall on she's got she's got BB she's out of there yeah grabs her daughter and runs off uh, and then yeah we get to see the, yeah, the lion toy we get to see yeah her in the bathroom of wherever mm. wherever she is and she's just 
completely losing it. She's she's out. She's done. Mm. Like the emotions at this point are just all happening at once, and they're so mm. heightened. It's the first time she's been joy. able to she's, grieve. She's. I've literally the one word I've written down here. It's the. It is the last word in my notes, and it's freedom. Oh yeah. She is completely she's free. She's free of all of the torment of her previous life. She's free of the revenge that she has to do. She has got her daughter back. She's got her daughter. The lioness is reunited with her cub, and mm-hmm. all is right in the jungle. Yeah. It's so, so beautiful. Such a beautiful ending. Um, I love it. It's a great film. What a great way to cap off Director yeah. December, Quentin Tarantino. The credits going through, striking through all the revenge names and even Bill, the shot of him is on the ground. Yeah, you just ground. see his yep. feet. That's it. Again, barefoot. But just <laughs> a really good. And then the titles, and you, you said this before Kill Bill 1 as well. You rattled it off. And again, I was like, I haven't seen it. I don't know what it is. Where they go through all the, um, um, what the, the the other names? What are they called? The aliases. Viper. Yeah, yeah. All the other aliases of all the characters, yeah. and then the brides. What's Beatrix's? Oh, so yeah, it's got it's got yeah. So uh, and Uma Thurman as Uma Thurman as uh, AKA the bride, AKA Black Mamba, AKA Beatrix Kiddo, AKA Mummy. Mummy. Yeah. Mommy. Oh, breaks your heart. Yeah, it's really so sweet. Cool. Um, there was a little post-credit sting as well. I'm not sure if you saw it. If you waited all the way to the end, I did. A little, I, did. I did. Little. The grab. I'm. I'm glad he didn't take it out. The. Uh, <laughs> yeah, little the grab from the eye from Kill Bill Volume One, and you just hear Tarantino go cut. She's like, oh come on, let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> like she awesome. had so much fun. Yeah. yeah what um, a what a brilliant film. Is there anything you'd like to sort of mention beforehand? I didn't really get to talk about the acting too much, but every everyone is great. Yeah, put a full stop at the end. No, of that. acting brilliant. David Carradine fell in love with him. Really sad when he passed. Like, the, oh, damn. the writing is in- exceptional. Tarantino oh. looks like he was having the most fun of his career when he made yeah. this film. I want to go and watch some kung fu uh, episodes of David Carradine. Yep. I can't wait to watch more Tarantino. Yes, um, I, I will. I would like to get into what about wins? Let's do uh, it really quickly. I have a few listed. All right. Uh, so we're going to do hashtag what about when for Kill Bill Volume 2. This is episode 29. We've got a couple of contributions. Um, I've got one from Twitter. You've got some from Insta. I've got... No, I don't. But oh, I from have Insta. a date recommendation, which we'll oh, do yes. after. So we've got this from Instagram. Make sure you stick around we're for, the, use for the date adding because it is a good one. So let's go through our what about when's. Let's do the Twitter one first. All right, perfect. So I've got one from Twitter here. So we are, again, we are at the TheMovieCal on Twitter and Instagram. We have an email as well, TheMovieCal at gmail.com. All of these can be found in the description below as well as on our website, TheMovieCalendar.com. Got it right that time. Very good. It's like a... That's why you're so good at doing that. You, we you, can just put a sound word bite for word. in. And, uh, hey, we might do that eventually. Oh, maybe. No, that's too quick. television-esque. Um, so we've got... This is from uh, at D Youngberry. Uh, so it's at the movie Cal. Uh, may I have a glass of water, please? Hashtag what about when? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, during the, the Paula Schultz... Full of dirt. Uh, yeah, she gets out covered in dust, crosses the road, sits in the diner and just very politely crosses her hands and is just, may I have a glass of water, please? And it's just, the manners never, don't go out the window with, uh, so nice. with, with, <laughs> I was going to say pedestrians, with, uh, with the common folk. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I was uh, waiting for her to cough and cough out some dust. <laughs> <laughs> cough into her hands, there's just a bowl of sand there. Yeah. No, it's, it's one of the funniest moments in the entire film. I it's, love it. Uh, it's good. And then to see her just walking in that same... Like, she hasn't washed her face no, even. nothing. 
drink you know where water has to go in the body yeah yeah i like that that's good yeah it's fun that was a, yeah that was a good uh what about when thank you so much for that um thank you yeah that's cool you've got some all right i've got some do you do you have any person you've got some yep should we bang 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 let's go i like saying bang bang um, most of them are uh, it's my Nancy, Nancy Sinatra impersonation. Shut me down. Uh, what about when Bud shoots Beatrix as she walks into his trailer? Yeah, that's huge. That uh, what about me. when the bride steps on the eyeball of <laughs> L Driver <laughs> and squishes between her toes? Oh, so satisfying. It's so gross. Yeah. So good. The close up. What about when she gets buried alive? Oh, what about when. She does the five-point palm-exploding heart technique on Bill. I was going to say that one. What about when... She, yes. What about when that... What about when she punches her way out of the ground? Mm. I'm trying. I'm going sequential as I took... No, no, that's, that's absolutely fine. What about when Bud gets bitten by the Black Mamba? Oh, multiple brutal. times. Brutal in the boom, face. Boom, 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 boom. It comes out of the... Oh. Yep. What about when uh, last fight scene sitting at the table... And she catches the sword in that sheath. Like yeah. the, you see that side on the so good slow motion swinging blows at each other. But the way she just catches it, it's like oh, oh, <laughs> love that. And of course, finishing with the five palm, um, five, five point point palm, palm exploding, exploding heart. heart technique. There you go. Oh, have you got a smoke alarm beeping? I think there's a smoke alarm beeping. If you oh. hear it, it's telling us that the show is going to end soon. Yes. What about... Well, this is my last one. What about when Beatrix steps on the eyeball? Oh, you said that one. <laughs> I got in before you Bloody did. Bloody hell. Yes, that was our very quick rapid fire hashtag what about when section. If yep. you would like to contribute to this in future episodes, please feel free to do so. We don't know what we're doing next week, but that's okay. We will put out a call for... Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram to find out what the next You'll episodes are going to be. You'll see it everywhere. It is time now for the main event. We're going to add Kill Bill Volume 2 to, to the, movie calendar. the movie calendar. The spiral alarm is really... <laughs> oh, so the smoke alarm, sorry, is really big. before it starts going nuts. Um, so, uh, Terrence is very excited about this date that came through on Instagram. Um, so, for the first time in movie calendar history, I would like to bequeath... <laughs> <laughs> is it the first time? Uh, bequeath the opportunity to Terence to announce the date and oh. the reason why um, the film is going to go on. I almost just said the date to put it in in front of you. You can, no. I don't mind. Get your hair ready. You can say it. All right, just in case anyone's... No, you don't hit record on this. All right, beep. Okay. I'm not, I can't edit these beeps out if we're talking over the top of them. All right, we have had a couple of contributions that have been suggested by our listeners, by our, our viewing audience of when the calendar should go. So this one is another one. I was a bit torn about its proximity to other things happening in the year, but the weight of this is pretty good. The date that has been chosen is December 23rd. That's very close to a very important day of the year. For some. Uh, for some, it is big, arguably, for many people. Uh, it's very close, but the reason is given to us on our Instagram by none other than Eats Egg Tarts. Thank you, Eats Egg Tarts. Darren still hasn't so had much. one. I still haven't had one. Uh, here we go. Eats Egg Tarts, 23rd of December for the movie calendar, being the birthday of the real Hattori Hanzo who was a famous ninja and samurai back in the day. Yeah. Without the sword play and sword fights, Kill Bill would be a different movie. Yeah, that is an incredible date choice. And so whilst it good. sits quite far away from where we placed Volume 1, 
um, which if you haven't seen it, check out that episode for that date. Um, it just means that you have to wait like we had to wait <laughs> between <laughs> volume be one and volume two. So, yeah. Now, look, I haven't Played verified this date. I don't know. It came through it sounded right. kind of soon before we recorded the episode. So, look, I, di- I didn't want to fact check. I don't care. I think this is awesome. If Eats Egg Tarts knows this, I'm going to take Eats Egg Tarts word for it because Eats Egg Tarts says that it's a thing. I'm going to say it's a thing. I trust this person. Yep. Nothing's been done for me to break this person's trust. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I, I had a, a quick little Google um, and I have the date that Hattori Hanzo... You have a quick little Google? Yeah, I had a Googs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we have a date that, that Hattori Hanzo died, but there is no birthday here. So I'm you know very what? happy to go with that. That's I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yep. I'm fine with that. That's a great reason. A great date. A great date. If you have yeah. a reason that's close to you, maybe it's something very personal, let us know in email. Mm-hmm. Send us a send us a reason. Send us a story if you need to. Yep. Or if it's a quick little explanation, jump on the comments yep. of Insta on Twitter, yep. jump in YouTube, wherever you And so to. in the new year, we don't know what episodes we're going to be doing uh, just yet. So best thing to do would be to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be the best places to find out what episodes are coming up next. Uh, very excited for 2021 and all that it brings for the movie calendar. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening and watching. Um, we really appreciate it. And to all of the contributions, thank you to uh, D Youngberry and Eats Egg Tarts for yes. your contributions. And we will see you all in the new year. Thank you so much, Terence. Great way of not timestamping the movie. A movie calendar, great uh, great ending. Thank you so much, Lee. I can't <laughs> tell if you're being sarcastic or not. I kind of am, but kind of not. Don't ever do it again. No, I'm very sarcastic. Thank you so much for joining us. It's fine. People know. We said Happy New Year at the beginning of the episode. Unless you want to start again. Can we start again? Let's go back. We're going to start again, everyone. We'll we'll try this again. All right. All right. right. (laughs) right. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Bye. See ya.